0: Hi there, it's Kathleen here and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events. Contact me or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, well, welcome to Walking in Peace in a crazy world. How many of you can say, I think it's a crazy world right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, um, as we jump into this, I just want to pray to begin. So Father, I just thank you for your Word that's rich. I thank you, Lord, that it's in your heart that we walk in peace in any circumstance that we face in our lives. And Father, I just ask that Um, your Holy Spirit come, and your Holy Spirit speak to each heart, and that your your words, that you just speak through me, Father, because you know who's here, and you know what they need to hear, and you know those that are going to be listening to this. And so I just declare your peace over this meeting, over this time together, and I just ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So how many of you have ever said, if my job was just different, if I just had a job, if the bills were just paid, if I had more money, if this person would just go away in my life, (laughs) Um, if I just had a man, everything would be wonderful, or a woman. If this was just over, I would be peaceful. So what causes you stress? As I look at my life, different things have caused me stressed. And I used to think that it was normal and it was okay to be stressed out all the time. And I've learned to discover that God has a a better plan. You know, maybe what causes you stress is health problems or conflict or misunderstandings, politics, Facebook. Maybe it's just a very busy life. There are a lot of things that can cause stress in our life. Loss. Um, I remember one year I had, um, Stephen and I have been married for 11 years, and one year we had three of our kids get married in one year. So it was like wedding central, and uh, then we also had two new grandbabies. So I felt like that year I was coming and going uh, and I was overseeing care for my father-in-law. And so there was just a lot going on. Even though I wasn't working, it was just like one thing after another and keeping it all straight. And I see many people in this day and age struggling with anxiety and fear um, just because there's so much that's changing in our world. And so my question to you is what are you going to trust in in this time? What are you going to trust in? In God, God. yeah. So does your mind get going on something? Are you fearful and anxious? Are there times when you've been breathing shallow, short breaths? If the answer is yes, then I want you to consider practicing your God-given right to walk in peace. And we're going to look at some scriptures um, because there was a time period when the Lord just showed me because I was just like, Lord, in this and this and this and this. I mean, I was almost getting stressed just praying because I was listing all the things that were on my heart. And the Lord just spoke to me and he said, Kathleen, you've got a God-given right to walk in peace. You just don't practice it. And it wasn't that God, I felt scolded. I just felt challenged. I just felt challenged to walk in peace. And so it really had me dive into the scripture and what it has to say. Because we have stress at home, at work. Um, We can have stress a lot of different places in our life. And with your note taking, (coughs) number one, and if you're new to the gathering, um, go to number one and we're gonna fill in the blank. As Christians, we are not exempt from life's challenges. We just get to go through them in a better way. We're not exempt, you read the Bible, it's full of people that had challenges, that had difficulty. Job, Moses, Jonah, David, all of these people in the Bible that are heroes of the faith. they are people we can look at how they navigated through these things. They encountered stressful situations. As Christians, we just get to go through them in a better way. And much of my life I lived just a really I lived in fear and had a, which caused stress. And the Lord began to show me that that wasn't in his heart either. And there's a podcast I have called Freedom from Fear. And so if you struggle with different fears, I would encourage you to check some of those check that out. But I thought it was normal. I just didn't know anything different. I had a fear of germs. Um, I had, you know, I was afraid for my children. I was afraid of failure, Um, and I blamed God for not making me peaceful. I would say, God give me peace, God give me peace. And then I would, you know, was like, well, you didn't do it. You know, I mean, I really, I'm being honest with, you know, I get, I would get um, just kind of irritated at him. And, you know, what's worse is I trained up my children to be fear-based. And um, I regret that because that's not, that's not God's heart for me, and it wasn't God's heart for my kids. But I dis- discovered that I had a God-given right to walk in peace. I just didn't practice it. And so I'm going to share with you just some of the things that I studied from the scripture and where I got some of this. I didn't go to to seminary to learn this. This is stuff I can tell you really works because I've been cultivating it for a number of years through a number of different adverse things. I think too many people coddle their fears and their anxiety and Jesus has a better idea for us. The neat thing is we get to choose. We get to choose. I remember there was a, a day I ran into, my grandson was having a procedure, and uh, I ran into another lady at the gym, and this was in Kerrville, and uh said, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm just a nervous wreck today. I'm just a nervous wreck. She, I said, really, what's going on? She said, oh, my grandson is, is having surgery. And I looked at her, and I said, you know, mine is too, and I said, I really... I've been praying about it and I really have peace. Can I give you some of mine? And she kind of looked at me and it kind of took her back. It was like, just like me, she didn't have a clue that that was, there was a different option. But what is the definition of peace? Let's look at number two in your question or in your notes. In the Old Testament, if you look that word up, peace, in, in the Bible many times, it means to prosper rest, to be safe in mind and body, and to make restitution. It means to prosper and rest. I like that. It's in God's heart for us to rest in Him and to prosper. And in the New Testament, many times that word In the New Testament, the word peace in the New Testament means quietness and rest. Because when your heart and your mind are in this state, then we're in alignment with God's heart for us. It's in His heart for you to sit back and say, Okay, God, I trust you. Lord, I need help today practicing my peace because I've got X, Y, and Z going on today. And number three in your note-taking, peace is evidence of walking with God. In Galatians, it tells us, Galatians, um, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control see when you walk with god these are the things that are evidenced in your life and one of those fruits is a peaceful heart and so if you're stressed out i want you to ask yourself and you may want to write this down Am I factoring God into this situation? Whatever is robbing you of your peace right now, I want you to ask yourself, am I factoring God into this situation? You know, the Passion Translation of this scripture in Galatians I believe it's five. It says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues. In other words, it calms things down. Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, Faith that prevails and gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. I love that translation. That's a passion translation of that scripture. And then Isaiah tells us, Isaiah chapter 9. I was reading this one Christmas and it just jumped out at me. It says, for it's common scripture we hear many times around Christmas it says and it's a prophecy of Jesus coming it says for unto us a child is born for unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor this is Isaiah mighty God Prince of Peace everlasting father And when I read that, I just had this picture of, of, you know, going to get dressed up and went to prom. And, you know, how when that happened, you kind of had an escort. You had somebody that kind of took care of things. You had, back in those days, you know, I'm I'm dating myself now, back in the 70s, um, you know, you were kind of escorted. And how Jesus came to be our Prince of Peace, our escort through any situation we face. That's why he came. That's what the scripture is telling. He came to be our Prince of Peace. And Prince, when you look that word up, it means the general or the ruler. And I remember reading this um, when my mother got sick, and my mother was 64 when she got a rare autoimmune disease, vibrant, full of life, and all of a sudden she wasn't. And it was very hard, and I remember walking the halls of hospitals and not getting good news, and it was at that time that I read this scripture, and the Lord said, let me escort you through this season, and it was a long season with mom but there were many times i pictured myself holding god's hand as i walked through the hospital walking down because it was you know my late husband at that time wasn't with me all the time he was working you know i was a busy mom i was trying to help dad getting news about my mom like her brain damage is irreversible and i was like what what you know it was so there was so much for me to wrap my head around. But I can tell you that is where I began to practice walking with the Prince of Peace and learned that I had a God-given right to do that. Philippians 4, verses 7 and 9 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Whatever situation you're going through right now, the Lord is near. He says in his word, he never leaves us or forsakes us. And then in verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, not some situations, every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God, go to God. And Lord, I need your help with this. Or my favorite prayer recently, Jesus fix it. I mean, short, sweet, to the point, (laughs) whatever it is. And it says in verse, and then it goes on to say, and the peace of God, when we do that, when we encounter a problem, remember God's near, do not be anxious about anything. When I read that one day, I was like, really, God, really, really, can we discuss this? Is this up for debate? Because I'd like to give you my two cents. Um, But it says don't be anxious. But in every situation, prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, (laughs) looking for what you can be thankful for in the situation. Present your request to God. And then when we do that, Scripture tells us the peace of God, which transcends, that means it goes beyond all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I love that. God knew we would encounter stressful situations, and so he sent Jesus. And if you look in that scripture, it says the peace of God. That's part of who he is. And guess what? We're his children. And so that's part of who we are. Sometimes we haven't recognized who we are. It took me It took me 40 years to see that I had a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation. So right there, we're challenged to pray and throw our problems to Him and practice our peace. And there are many of you that may know this scripture in Philippians, but my question is, do you practice it? And here's the thing, you don't really know it until you practice it. You don't really know it until you practice it. And Jesus greeted others with peace. Jesus knew that, again, there would be stressful things that go on. And so he greeted others many times in the scripture with saying, Peace be unto you. John 20, 19 and 21, it says, Peace be unto you. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said that, he showed him his hands. You know, they were, uh, when he rose from the grave, they, and, you know, Mary and, was there and, and she saw, and they're like, what in the, in the world? Looked like a ghost to him. He, is t- he, he gave peace right in that moment. He wants us to have peace and he wants our hearts to access it. And in verse 21 of John 20, it says, And Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Guess what? He wants you and I to be couriers of his peace. He wants us to bring peace into stressful situations. You have a God-given right to walk in peace, but it's hard to impart that peace and give it away unless you're walking in it yourself. I went into work the other day, and... um, I've been doing some work here in Uvalde at the, the Uvalde Together Resiliency Center, and one of my co-workers came in. I said, how's it going? Oh, my gosh, I'm so stressed out. And I just looked. I said, i got plenty of peace today. I said, I've been studying about it to teach tomorrow. Can I, can I pray with you? And the answer was yes. And so I had that opportunity to impart and give away some of my peace in that moment. And you know what that says in this, what Jesus was saying, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. Jesus came to bring us peace. And that's like saying, it's okay, I'm here. It's okay. I knew this day and this moment was coming. And I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. There was another situation uh, that happened. Um, in, in the workplace, um, someone came in, and the trauma they had been through was horrific. And when they walked in, you could I could see that this person was traumatized. And um, I just happened to be working the front desk. Wasn't supposed to, but just happened to be. You know how God puts us in those situations? And I immediately got up away from the desk and walked over. And was able to just, hey, can you come back? I wanna, I want to help you. I want to help you. And I was able to pray with this person that had experienced some very, as the story began to unfold, some very hard things to deal with. But we have to have that peace within us. Number one, so we're not scared. And number two, in order to help others. First Peter 1 and verse 2. And 2 Peter 2 in verse 1, it says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance. God just doesn't want you to have a little bit of peace. He wants you to have it in abundance. Again, He supplies it, but we've got to pick it up and incorporate it in our lives and practice it. And if you mess up, just get back up and try it again. God's not up there shaking His finger and saying okay i see that you got anxious and fearful and all stressed out let's just practice again let's practice again and you know jesus was trying in mark mark chapter 4 and verse 39 jesus was trying to train his disciples how to walk in peace and the storm came up if you remember that story that's storm came up and Jesus was sleeping and they couldn't believe he was sleeping through the storm and they woke him up and you know what Jesus said is peace be still he just spoke to that storm I want to encourage you to whatever storm you're dealing with right now to speak peace to that storm and it can be in your prayer saying Lord I just speak peace To this person that's causing me stress, I speak your peace into this situation. You can declare that, but speak it because your words are very important. So Jesus was trying to teach his disciples because you can either carry peace into a room or you can carry fear and anxiety. Um... When one of my grandsons was born, my son was um, in the military, he's just retired. and um, But he was working in military intelligence. So there was something that was, the baby came five weeks early, and he was supposed to be finished with this project, but it was something he could not hand over, and he had to be there. And here he has a wife that's just had a C-section, he has a baby in the NICU, and he called Stephen, his stepfather, and said, I know this is your busy time, but he said, I need my mom. He said, she's great in crisis, and she's great in hospitals. And he said, I, I, need, I need to be three places at one time. And I thought, you know, that was just real important um, that he noticed that and he knew But that had been cultivated over a number of years in my life, and it was interesting. There was a woman that was there. I met her in the waiting room one day um, at the NICU in Honolulu, and we were sitting outside and just started a conversation, and she had had twins at like 23 weeks. They were little, and one of them didn't make it, and her other one her other baby was fighting for her life. And I'm happy to say that baby has lived. But I just looked at her and I said, you know, Jean, can I come in and pray with you? I'm happy to come, but I, you know, honor your space. And I know you're, you're willing to protect this baby. She said, no, please come in. And so they, you know, we're in a pretty traumatic situation and, um, we were in there for a few minutes and I began to pray and I didn't know this woman, she was young, just had a baby. She just looked at me and she said, it feels different in this room. She said, it just feels different. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more peaceful and it was the peace of God. Now this doesn't have anything to do. I'm an ordinary girl. I'm not the most educated. I'm not the, I'm don't do everything perfect. But I'm just telling you, if I can do this, you can do this. You have a God-given right to walk in peace and to cultivate that peace. And when you do, then you get to bring it into other situations that you're in. Number five in your notes, John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Jesus gave us his peace. He left us with the gift of peace. Gift is what goes in the blank there. Jesus left us with the gift of peace. And you know, if I had a gift, I meant to bring something, but I I didn't do it. If I had a present here, I could walk over and give it to any one of you. And you could just put that box right there on the table and just look at it you could shove it in a closet or you could open it and use it the choice is yours and God has given us the gift of peace I just think many times we don't unwrap that we don't unwrap that gift we get to choose we can either live in it or not One morning, I was um, in my quiet time, and this was when the Lord was teaching me this, and I journal. and what I felt Him speak that morning to me, and there wasn't anything stressful at that point going on in my life, but what I felt the Lord speak to me is He said, Walk in peace, and others will follow. I was like, okay. Okay, so I wrote that down. And at that point in time, I was working with, um, I was director of the Christian Women's Job Corps and I was working with a number of people that were going through adversity. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna note to self and put it there. But it was one of my volunteers that came running in my office and said, oh my gosh, we don't have anybody to fix lunch today. What are we gonna do? And I mean, she's going on and on and on. And I'm like looking at her and I remembered what the Holy Spirit had spoken. Walk in peace and others will follow. And so, you know, I was able to just pray with this woman and we figured out, you know, what to do. Um, I think at that point I was like, okay, our volunteer canceled. that was bringing lunch. Um, We're not going to go hungry. And I think I just gave her my credit card and said go to Walmart and (laughs) buy sandwiches or something, something like that. But we... I was grateful that the Lord began to teach that to me to walk in peace because others will follow number six in your lesson we can only be at peace when we look to Jesus Jesus goes in that blank to be our certainty we can trust his nature and peace is a part of that nature and a big key to this is understanding how much he loves us. Peace is part of his nature. It's part of his character. It's part of just like blue eyes are a part of, part of who I am or you know what I look like. Peace is a part of Jesus' nature, and he wants to give it to us. In Psalm 142, verse 3, it says, When my spirit was overwhelmed... You knew my path. Do you know that Jesus knows exactly what you're going through right now? And I love how David's just being honest. He said, "When my spirit is overwhelmed, you knew my path." When all this was happening with my mom and 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 all, I remember a friend of a friend of ours called one day, and he said. Uh, he, he called me and he said, uh, Kathleen, I was praying for you. I know it's, you know all this is going on in your life. And he said, uh, I just felt God say those overwhelming feelings you're feeling, they're not from God. So go on and have a good day. Click. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. But I was, that's in the scripture. It's right there that God knew. He knows our path. And David reminded himself, God knows where I'm at. He knows what's going on in my life. In Psalm 42, God's not caught off guard by our circumstances. He's not caught off guard. And Isaiah 26 verse 3 talks about peace. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts you. Your trust in God and your peace are tied together. The more that you trust God, the easier it is to walk in peace. And you may say, well, Kathleen, you don't know all of these things that have happened. Well, I know, no, I don't know everything that's happened in your, in your life. But I know for me that trust, when I under, begin to understand how much God loved me, individually created me put me on this earth for such a time as this it has helped me to trust him more and more in my life and sometimes we have to speak that and declare that we have to declare our peace um i've shared this story before in different lessons but um when my late husband was battling cancer and it was a rare cancer too and a million get and we had just had a doctor's visit, and the news we got was not good at all. And it was, um, it was overwhelming. And my husband was already doing 10-hour chemo, and so his body was he was dealing with an awful lot. And we finished that appointment with Dr. Keyes, and we came out, and we needed to get to the parking garage, which was a long way away. And um, I looked at—I I was overwhelmed. what I'd heard. And I looked at him and I said, Joe, I just, why don't you sit here and rest for a second? I'm going to go to the restroom. And when I went into that bathroom, I didn't really need to go to the bathroom. I looked under the stall to make sure nobody else was in there. But I looked at myself in the mirror. And I, you know, sometimes we have to preach to ourselves. And I said, Kathleen, you have a God-given right to walk in peace. Now go do it. I had to quiet myself because everything in me wanted to fall apart and I just couldn't do it right then and there. I had a a responsibility to help get him to the car, to help navigate Houston traffic, to all the things. And that was not the point that I could sob and give all of that to the Lord. But I had to go into that bathroom and I had to preach to myself. So if you are in a tight situation, sometimes you may have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you will walk in peace. And you know what? There was something that just kind of quieted my heart in that moment. We have to get rid of the negative chatter. We have to get rid of the negative chatter. I know one day, not too long ago, we... um, live off of Highway 90 and there was a bailout and um, um, there were illegals running everywhere and illegal immigrants running everywhere. Um, Helicopters were overhead. Um, I come out of my house, I'm just trying to get to work and I'm like, okay, oh my word, what on earth? And I know some of you have husbands that are in the border patrol and thank you so much for their service and sacrifices they make. But that was just a little alarming that all of this was going on and it wasn't even 10 o'clock in the morning. I thought, <laughs> Okay. Can I just go back in? And cause we live, you know, we live out, we live out. There aren't a whole lot of people around, but there was a lot going on. So there are times that we have to remind ourselves of the peace that we have the God-given right to walk in peace. And there's some practical things you can do to help start practicing your peace. And number one in the practical application, um, I don't know if that's in your notes or not. Let's see. It's going to be in your study questions. That's where I put it. But number one, just let me just go over with you, is sometimes you just need to breathe. And there's something about breathing that sends a signal to our brain that everything is going to be okay. So number one, when you're in a real pressured situation, taking a good deep cleansing breath, taking three of them, can just send a message to your brain that it's okay. It can help alleviate some of the stress. And number two is praying and giving your situation to God. Practice your rest in peace. And number three, tell yourself and declare that you will walk in peace. And number four is reframe your thinking about your situation. And what I mean by that is ask God to give you his perspective. He's got a perspective of your situation. He's got a perspective of your situation. And so ask him, what God is your, what is your perception of what I'm going through? And these are on your study questions for you to take home. So it's on the second page, the top, if you didn't get all of those down. But take a deep breath. Give your situation to the Lord. The Bible says, cast your burden upon the Lord. Cast it means throw and throw it forcefully. And then I think it's important to declare that we'll walk in peace. And then say, God, how do you see my situation? Colossians 3, verse 15 tells us, and here's another scripture about peace. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the peace of God. You have a choice. You can either let the peace of God rule or not. Let it rule. But you're called to peace. Peace and be thankful. You get to choose. It's a choice. You can choose to be fearful and stressed out, or you can choose to practice your peace. And number eight, peace is like an umpire. It keeps you safe. Number eight, the fill in the blank, is umpire. Peace is like an umpire. It says, let the peace of God rule. And you know, it's like an umpire. And if you my boys um, and kids and grandkids play baseball and, and there was peace. I mean, there was not peace. There's a lot of noise at baseball <laughs> games. <laughs> let me clarify that. But that umpire rules. He's safe. He's safe. And peace is like an umpire. It keeps us safe. Again, you get to choose. And our peace, and this is number eight and filling in the blanks. Peace must increase and anxiety decrease. One of them must go and you get to choose. Lily, could you turn on a little more air in here? Yeah. Thank you. Peace must increase. Increase is the fill in the blank in number eight. anxiety decrease and one of them must go and you get to choose. Peace is a weapon that we can throw at our crazy world. And it can be in everyday circumstances, it can be in work circumstances, it can be in something that all of a sudden you find yourself and you're having to step up to the plate and do something. I remember um, six weeks, my stepson and his wife, his wife was going to medical school and they were not been engaged for a year. And I just said, you know, tell me anything we can do to help. And, and, um, and, um, you know, happy to help. And i had done some event planning in my job. Six weeks for the wedding, he calls and he said, hey, we've gotten way behind. And I said, okay, just tell me what to do. I'm happy to do, you need me to do something for the rehearsal dinner. And uh, he said, no, we We haven't gotten this done, we haven't gotten this done, we haven't gotten this done. The more he listed, I was like, oh my gosh, we've got six weeks. And then I'm thinking, okay, I'm a stepmother in this situation. So, you know, who knows what that could look like? I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But as I really prayed and the Lord said, you've got a God-given right to walk in peace and you've got the gifts and talents to help. And I'm happy to say everything went together very well. And there was peace in that entire situation. It was something I was thrown into and man, had to go great guns to get all the things done at that point. So sometimes we get thrown into situations, but the Lord knows who He wants to be for us in those situations. Isaiah 26, 12 says, Lord, You have established peace for us. All that we accomplished, You have done for us. It's right there. In Isaiah 26, it says, God has established peace. And that word establish, it means to ordain. It means to ordain. It means to locate. Sometimes we have to locate our peace. Sometimes we have to step back to the peace of God that is in us because Jesus gave it to us. We're his sons or daughters, and it's in his DNA. And as his children, we've got it too. In Psalm 73:23 peace is directly l- related to your time with God abiding and walking with him. In Psalm 73:23 says, nevertheless I will be with you. I hold you by the right hand. And that that word nevertheless, that means okay, sometimes well, this is my definition of it anyway. <laughs> when things fall apart, Nevertheless, I'll be with you. When things don't go as we plan, nevertheless, I'll be with you. I hold you by the right hand. Peace is a weapon, and you and I get to use it in this crazy world. As I begin to wrap things up, I just want to share with you something from a guy that I read, and I'm going to read this to you. Um, His name is Bob Haslett. And I came across this a couple of years ago. And I want to read just what he says. He says, I have never thought about peace as punishment, but the Bible does. Think about it for a minute. Jesus punished the storm with peace. He said, peace be still. God crushes Satan with peace. God's government rules nations with peace. There is a war right now for your peace because it's your greatest weapon. If you don't fight for your peace, you'll have nothing to fight with. That's why you're feeling the battle. It's time to take back your peace. Jesus was punished for your peace so you can punish the devil with peace. Don't let the devil steal what cost Jesus his life. That's powerful. Don't let the devil steal what cost Jesus his life. Take back your peace. Oh, my goodness. That is powerful. You have a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation you face. If you want a copy of that, you can text me and I'll give it to you. I love that part. Don't let the devil steal what cost Jesus his life. You have a God-given right to walk in peace, number nine. I want to challenge you to exercise it, practice it, push anxiety and fear away. Fear and anxiety have robbed way too many people of the peace that Jesus has given us. And I think something that is real important is you can't have peace unless you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's where it all begins and that's not complicated. You don't have to go to a bunch of classes for that. It's realizing you need a Savior. It's asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins and it's saying, I need you to walk with me through my life. I need you to help me That's how simple salvation is. And you can do it today if you've never done that. And make peace with God. Because we all need a Savior. We all need someone to escort us through this life. I think there are going to be some difficult days in the days ahead. But God is raising up a generation. He's raising up you. He's raising up me to bring his peace into situations. And you can pray with other people and say, Lord, I just bless this person with peace. But you've got to have it, and you've got to practice it. So I'm going to give you a chance, if you've never invited Jesus into your heart, to do that. And then I'm going to pray. Pray for you. With every head head bowed. You can just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, just as I am, I come to you. I need a Savior. You paid a price by dying on the cross for me. I surrender control of my life and ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I declare that you're my Lord and Savior. And if you want more peace in your life, pray this after me. Say, God, I come to you, and I realize I've let fear and anxiety, stress, rob me in my life. And I thank you, God, that I have a God-given right. To walk in peace. So help me practice it. I choose today not to coddle my fears. Help me to choose in each situation to give it to you. Thank you for the gift of peace. Help me to remember to open it and use it as a powerful tool because Jesus paid a great price for my peace. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Lord, I just bless each person here and each person listening with your peace, that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard their hearts and minds. And, Lord, let us be a people that practices our peace, that cultivates it, and gives it away to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.